Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter where you are in the world, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Whose World Is This? with Junior Renee Bobrun. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to welcome you to this ongoing conversation that is now in its 58th episode. Wow, can't believe time flies. Um, and if you are a returning listener, I'd like to welcome you back and thank you once again for tuning in. So I guess whatever I spoke about last time or the time before that didn't turn you off. It turned you on to listening to me once again. Thank you again. Um, I've said it time and time again before that um, this is an ongoing conversation, although it's only my voice that you hear. I'm picking things out the sky. I'm picking things out of my brain. I'm picking things out of conversations that I have with friends, family, loved ones, colleagues, coworkers, uh, former classmates. It's coming from everywhere. So everyone is part of this conversation, even though it's just my voice you're hearing. So that's why I feel many, many people from many different walks of life, many different ethnicities, whether your gender, your demographic, your generation, there is something for you to relate to because I am pulling a lot of what is going on on this show from all the things that are around me and surround me. A couple of special announcements. One, happy Christmas, Christmas Eve, because we're doing this broadcast December 23rd, 2021. Uh, and tomorrow I will do another one. I will probably do a Christmas Day episode. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm definitely going to do a Christmas Eve episode. So Merry Christmas Eve, Christmas, Christmas Eve. Um, a couple of other announcements again, guys, like I've been telling you before, I've been using the Lenore Batista journals that can be found at ChavezHouse.com. That's Chavez, C-H-A-V-E-S, ChavezHouse.com. You can go on the website and pick them up or... You can go on Amazon, put in Chavez House Publishing into the search engine and a whole host of journals will come up, whether it's the gratitude journal that I've been using, whether it's the Titan Fit journal that I'm using for my fitness log, whether it's the uh, what I call the Femme Fit journal, the healthy, fit and beautiful journal for for women and the other one, which is training for my best life. So. I'm really encouraging a lot of people to, 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 I've been doing this since November 1st. It's going to be a 365 journaling uh, uh, adventure. The gratitude journal is built for a 300, for a full year. So I am in my 50th day or something like that. I'm not entirely, maybe 50 or 50 or more. I've been journaling consecutively every single morning and every evening for the last 50 days. Has it been improving my sense of, direction and what I need to do, what to prioritize, how to center myself in a in a more uh, spiritual way. Yes, it's helped. I'm not much of a esoteric or thinker, so to speak, but I do believe in uh, harnessing th the power of our own inner potential. You know, I'm very much a uh, uh, an adherent to that, harnessing our own power, whatever that power is, harnessing our talent. The journals help. It helps center the morning. It helps center the day by writing down what I ex writing down what I've been grateful for as soon as I wake up in the morning. So I am I am encouraging people still time to make it a stocking stuffer. If you haven't purchased any for Christmas, that's fine. If you haven't purchased anything for all the holidays, the Kwanzaa's, the whatever, the holiday, whatever you um, subscribe to doesn't matter. But regardless of what, regardless if there's a holiday or not, this will make a great gift for yourself or a loved one that's trying to get on track. 
and they can listen to this show. Use this as a supplement, so to speak, as to uh, what to do, how to use the journal. You use it every day. It only works if you continue to use it every single day. And I'm using it every single day. It's helping. It's helping. I wanted to get a head start on on the next year. I didn't want to start next year's work next year. I wanted to start next year's work this year. You know, I wanted to prepare for tomorrow today. So that's why I started my New Year's resolution November 1st as opposed to January 1st. Um, I'm going to cement a lot of things in the new year. I'm expanding this particular platform. It's going to have more interviews, more things, more things down the road. Um, I am going to be rattling my tin cup for donations. No shame in my game. I'm in capitalist America. I was listening to a, um, a podcast and um, it was a call in show. And someone called in and said, yeah, the reason why I like your show is because, you know, you're not begging for likes, shares and money. But, you know, I, that's why I listen. And I say that I said to myself, oh, that must be nice, because every single time I turn on my television and I watch commercial TV, there's a Fortune 500, a multi-billion dollar multinational company advertising somehow trying to get my money. When I drive on the highway, there's a billboard. Someone's trying to get my money. There are uh, a neon signs blinking of restaurants and stores trying to get my money. So when you're an entrepreneur and you are adding value to the marketplace, contributing to the marketplace, I'm speaking to all entrepreneurs out there. Don't be afraid to rattle your tin cup. The only people that are afraid to rattle their tin cup are the people that have not been in an entrepreneurial space. We spoke about this. I think season one, we had conversations about entrepreneurship. So when I read that, I didn't take issue with it. I was like, okay. But even the host was like, yeah, all right. The host is like, really? That's why you're listening to me? You know? But me, I have no problem uh, advertising the things that I think will bring value to this show and bring value to the lives of the listeners. So if I'm not selling snake oil, I'm not, I'm not, uh, saying take this magic pill the things we speak about have to do with doing the work so we can be better people so as far as i'm concerned next year i'm going to be rattling my tin cup rattling my cash app which is dollar sign j-u-n-b-e-a-u venmo j-u-n-b-e-a-u all right i um my uh email address is whose world is this two one at gmail and my instagram is whose world is this two zero two one whose world is this 2021 definitely follow that i haven't been um consistent in updating that particular uh page which i will be doing more consistently <clears throat> but yeah i'm gonna be rattling this cup for this show it's gonna be like hey we'll 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 work for money <laughs> absolutely and um if i'm going to expand this platform it's going to take money it's going to take sponsorship it's going to take listener donations things like that so i'm going to create a presence on patreon and i'm gonna have to work more to bring value for people to feel as if okay um yeah i, I want to pay for that exclusive content i want to i want to listen to that interview and, and possibly what's going to occur is the interview segments i may just have on patreon so if people want to hear in-depth interviews with people from their communities that are doing some very interesting things I may make that more an exclusive paywall content, even if it's 99 cents a month, even if it's $2, whatever the case may be, I may put that behind a paywall. 
Um, we shall see. Um, I'm I'm still working all of this out with all the other businesses that are that are floating around me in business plans. But um, yeah, a lot of things are going on. I want you guys to pick up those journals. That it has redeemable value, just like listening to me has its own redeemable value. In any case, enough about that. We got the cash app out the way. We have the email and Instagram out the way, which I always forget. Um, we have the journals out of the way. Uh, we have the announcement that big things are on the way, out of the way. What are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? December 23rd, 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, look at us now, just a week away from the new year 2022. But what have we been speaking about for the last several episodes? We've been speaking about how to deal with the divergent ideologies that are at our holiday table. Many of us as of today will be on break for the next four or five days, some of us a week, some of us two weeks, some of us three weeks, right? And we're going to be around whom? Family. We're going to be around family and friends, some of which we have not seen in months, if not a year or so. And a lot has occurred. There's a lot going on and all of what we've been focusing on over the last couple of episodes, several episodes is in different ways. I've been bringing in, pulling all kinds of information from out the sky and somehow in my own roundabout sort of way, bringing it back to the table, literally and figuratively, the table, the dinner table, the kitchen table. How are we going to make peace with the friends and family members that we that we have had discord with over the last year or so due to externalities such as politics to jab or not to jab, not guilty or guilty, who voted for whom? I gave you guys a story. As a matter of fact, I received a couple of emails. Um, obviously, the people shall remain nameless, but I received a couple of emails from people over my last couple of episodes. We're going to address that as this show progresses today. Um, and s something really hit home with one of the listeners. And the thing that hit home is when I brought up the fact that I have a friend of mine, good friend of mine with. Yeah, very good friend. And um, he hasn't had Christmas dinner with his mom since the 2008 election of Barack Obama. He voted for Obama. She was vehemently opposed, vigorously or vigilantly opposed. And he hasn't had Christmas dinner. He's been by his mom. He's sat with her. He's visited. He goes in. He leaves. He says, hey, ma. And he lives about an hour or so away from her, maybe two hours. And um, he hasn't had Christmas dinner with his mom in 13 Decembers. Think about that for a moment because he voted for Barack and she thought he was the devil. And and my friend isn't even that political. It's not as if he was on fire for Obama. He just voted for him because he just felt he was just the better of the two. Wasn't he wasn't an ideologue. He's not he's not a political animal in that way. He just, you know, I had voted for Obama. That's it. You know, I thought he was there. Yeah, I like what he's saying. I kind of I whatever. His mother, on the other hand, was tea partied. You know, she went Alex Jonesian. She went in another direction. He's Satan. He's so social. He's gonna. Dis we're gonna descend behind a socialist wall, and it went there. And um, 
a friend of mine said they haven't had dinner with their mom since Donald Trump's election. They emailed me. They haven't had dinner. They haven't sat down and eaten a meal. And Sunday dinner was a tradition in their family. Why? Because she voted for Trump. And her mom said, you can't vote. You can't come into my house if you voted for Trump. You can't come into my house. So these are the things we've been speaking about. So I'm going to name this episode quiet question mark. Because a lot of people have been remaining, been trying to find a way to deal with their more, uh, 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 I guess what we'd call more outspoken family members and friends. They just want to keep the peace. They don't want to deal with it. They don't mind that you disagree or you didn't vote for such and such. So what? Let's, and I'm, that's me. I'm the person that's like, there's turkey wings on the table. There's mac and cheese. There's a big pitcher of sweet lemonade. What's the problem? I don't give a who you voted, what you th- guilty, not guilty. Yeah, whatever. I'm going for seconds. And I have this little mini plate that I'm putting to the side because I'm putting that in the backseat of my car before it all goes away. So I'm thinking about I'm not going to these family functions for it to be that kind of conversation. Unfortunately, oftentimes and I'll say and I'll use this word carefully. Oftentimes our family get togethers and gatherings over the holiday season descend into politics because our politics is somewhat of a what I call a lowbrow conversation. We don't have the smartest people in our society in office. That's that goes without saying the best and the brightest are not in politics. As it was once said, um, power corrupts the best and attracts the worst. We don't get the best. We get the we get the hungry, the ambitious, the duplicitous oftentimes. We don't get the smartest. We don't get the bright, shining examples of our society that are going to guard us from the barbarians at the gate and be there and extol the best qualities of our of, uh, of our populace. Wrong. So when we speak about these people at dinner, we're speaking about, the, I'm not going to say the least of us, but we're definitely not having a conversation about the best of us. So it's a descent. We're descending. We're taking a step down when we're having these conversations in between sweet potatoes and, and black, black rice. I don't want to have this conversation. And there are many of us that don't want to have this conversation. We would rather keep it about the food, who's going to school to do what. And then as soon as you mention school, oh, well, you hear about the, the price of, uh, you know, such and such wants to forgive all the student loans with his socialist agenda. Then it's like, oh, man, I thought we were talking about my major. How did we get to that? And so there are so many individuals that I know that don't, that don't want to use that as an opportunity to engage. They're saying to themselves, hey, why don't we have, you know, community meetings where we meet once or twice a month as a family and we sit down and we hash out uh, all of our political grievances as to what's going on in our particular neighborhood, our community, our county, our city, our region, our state, our nation, right? But you don't have that. Rarely do we have these get-togethers at the table anymore. But we're using these holiday seasons where we're all reuniting and having reunions, and all of a sudden now, that's when the discord comes out. So something as something as simple as asking someone how they're doing in school and someone mentions how expensive their school is and then another person go well it's the republicans you know you got a private private educational system that's gone to hell and all of a sudden you can't go up 
There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so I'm gonna mention. I'm gonna call this quiet because a friend of mine said, "June, you've given us a lot of tools as to what to say, but what if we don't want to say anything?" And I've been there. I remember I went to a get together, um, a family gathering, and it was Christmas, and it was a maybe three, four Christmases ago, and we're all doing a toast. And then uh, the person giving the toast, because I was at their house, the host said, and let's not forget to put the Christ back in Christmas. Awkward moments. <laughs> it's like, wait, some people are atheists here. Some people are secular. Some people are non-religious. But some people believe. Some people are agnostic. Some people are non-denominational. Some people could care less and are pretty ambivalent and indifferent. But they're here for the they're here for the gift giving because they give as well as receive. They're here for the companionship, the union of family, the reuniting. Did, does that have to be there? Did you have to slip that in? And it was an awkward moment. Because I think I walked in and I gave, I think my card said Merry Xmas on it. And Xmas, it does not exclude Christ. I don't want to get into what X actually means, whatever. You guys can do that on your own time. That's not what this is about. But what I'm saying is, that was a shot at me. That was a shot directly. He didn't look at me when he said it. And I just grinned. I smiled and I thought to myself, ah, you know, and what did I do? I left it alone. But you know what? I was thinking about it all night. I had fun and I ate and the food was adequate. Um, but I thought about it. It was burning a hole in my belly. I was like, really, man? Did you have to take a shot? And let's put the crap. I thought to myself, what's that about? I personally found it, I don't know, a bit, I don't know, non-inclusionary. Non quite exclusionary to a certain degree. Let me call it that way. Well, there are people here who have different beliefs. There are people here, what if you had some Jewish guests, some, some Hindu guests, some Muslim guests? Everybody's here just in the, in the spirit of humanity and getting together. Does it have to be that? It, because Santa has nothing to do. We're throwing so many things together during this holiday season. You have your your, your, your Santa, you have your elves, you have your reindeer, then you have your your winter solstice, then you have your 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 your, your birth narrative of the birth, the Christ birth narrative. There are a lot of things going on around this time that people can hold on to, and say, "Hey, I'm 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 about that Santa life. That's it. I'm about the the red the red suit and the elves. And okay, I'm I'm about the pine trees. There are no pine trees in Jerusalem. I'm just saying, and, you know. But hey, there we go." When he said that, I was like, and I just, I just remained quiet because he was the kind of person that if I were to engage, especially there were other people, if I were to just go down that whole rabbit hole just a little bit, it would have caused somewhat of a verbal fracas. And then it would have been on me. It would have been on me because I know better. And then it would have been on me. But I don't like to be quiet. I don't. I, I would rather not have it be in the room at all but i like to address the elephant in the room hence the reason why the picture that i have my logo is an elephant staring at me and i'm staring back at the elephant 
I have zero issue oftentimes. It's not going to make me feel any more uncomfortable. You already created an awkward situation, so I'm ready to just address it. But I know that there are other people there, and, and I have to take into consideration everyone's feelings. That's the burden of knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. It's the burden, you know, of just knowing, the, being able to actually take the temperature in the room. And a lot of people have asked me, June, so what if I don't want to say anything? And I tell them, then don't. I'm not telling you to speak if you don't want to speak, if you're not comfortable going down, speaking about certain things, especially since you cannot control which direction the conversation goes. Many people can't. Your emotions can get involved. Someone may have may, may come with an ad hominem attack, a straw man attack on you personally, not sticking to the um, actual uh, uh, um, topic. Maybe you stray a bit from the topic and say something and trigger someone else. And guess what now? Now it's another kind of conversation. So me, I'm pretty adept at this because I enjoy conversations. I enjoy healthy debates. I enjoy healthy disagreements. I, 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 and I personally look for resolution. I don't look to win. I look to learn. And so because I look to learn and not to win, I don't, I, I'm not invested in the point, point, tit, tat, well, this, uh, countering for the sake of countering, being a contrarian or splitting hairs for the sake of splitting hairs, just to shave a cheap point off of what that person was saying. I don't I don't engage in that part. I don't engage in that at all. I'm not the audience. Some people I'm not trying to sway anyone in the room to my side because then we you know, we are all these we're communal mammals. So, you know, we don't want to be left out on the side you know, sitting at that cafeteria table all by ourselves, right? So then we're looking to see if we have an ally amongst um, the, the people. I don't look for allies. I don't care. So I'm different in that regard where people are like, you know what, June? I, I'm just, an, I, I, don't, I don't want that kind of, I don't want that kind of problems at my dinner table. You might, I have this family member. They're going to say this. They're going to say that. I'm going to, I'm going to feel heated inside, but I just don't have the words. I don't have the capacity to just keep it all under control and that's what's happening now and many people are just choosing just not to just to abstain from going to visit family and friends how unfortunate is that how unfortunate is that so i'm going okay here we are here we are it's december 23rd in a couple of days we're going to be celebrating christmas um it's going to be christmas dinner um, there are going to be holiday celebrations over the weekend. What is today? Today's today is actually Thursday. So Saturday is the 25th. It's a big day. There are parties, reunions. Everybody's off from work. It's Christmas Day is not landing on a weekday where some it's most people are off on Saturdays and people are going to be home. Home. There's going to be dinners, breakfasts, late suppers, wines eggnog parties, ugly sweater parties, all of that stuff is going to be going on. And you're going to be there and you're going to sit there with your family and you're going to have your little eggnog and then there's going to be that family member that's going, man, this damn Joe Biden. <laughs> right? And you are a Joe Biden. You're on fire for Biden and Harris. And this other person is not. And they have a little bit more rum in their eggnog than you. You got the virgin eggnog and they have the 
the hell's fire eggnog and there they go oh man let's go brandon and all of that stuff what are you gonna, <laughs> what are you gonna do what are you gonna do then what's your plan so i'm speaking to those people what's your plan what's your plan you know for the people that are saying oh man january 6th i wish i was there I hope they have a January 6th reunion of all the rioters and we can all get together and do it again. What, do you, and what if you are 100% antithetically or diametrically opposed to that sort of sentiment? What do you do? Do you meet it with, are you saying wrong? You don't do that. Are you, are you trying to tell me that you really believe? Are you... You don't you don't start with that. You don't immediately put someone who's on the offensive now on the defensive. Maybe you want to ask some questions. Maybe you want to maybe you want to uh, ask. Hey, listen. Um, maybe this. Maybe pull them to the side and be like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the time or place. You know, there's going to be some people here that actually um, feel that that was 100% wrong, and uh, maybe this isn't the time. Maybe we could speak about that. Maybe not now. You want to be that person or maybe, you know, someone in the room that's the kind of always been the peacemaker that knows how to temper certain moods down to create this sort of aggregate happiness in the room. Maybe you go to that person and go, you know what? I'm not comfortable saying this, but maybe and it, it didn't come from me. But such and such is over there saying that, you know, I mean, he wish he or he or she could have worn a January 6th T-shirt and this, that and the third. And, you know. Some people may feel differently, and I, I just want to, you know, I'm just here for the eggnog, you know what I mean, and the ugly sweater contest. And then that person goes, no problem, I'm going to handle it. Address it in your own way. If you feel more comfortable addressing it quietly, then address it quietly. People like me, I'm direct with it. I may pull the person to the side and go, hey, listen, man, that's that, that one right there, that's a little cringe. Some people may take exception and... We don't want people here just thinking about what you said as opposed to the full, you know, the, the event. We don't want them thinking about you. We want them thinking about the event. Let's not make the event about these outside people and, and people that really don't care about us, by the way. Like I've said before, your favorite talk show host doesn't give a rats about you. Your politicians are not caring about what's going on with you on the ground right now. The people who do care are the people oftentimes that are in that room right there with you at that moment during the holiday, Saturday, December 25th, 2021. The people in that room or the people that during that Christmas Eve party on Friday, December 24th. Those people are the people who care. Those people are the people who care. So we need to find some sort of common accord where we can all just kind of get along. So you're being quiet and you're asking that other person in your roundabout sort of way to be quiet. And you're asking the person like I, there's someone I know um, this job I used to used to work at. Um, I used to feel that her approach was better than my approach. People responded to me. But because they knew her longer, I felt that a lot of the more authoritative directional tones, things that I needed to be done or agendas should come from her, even though I would be considered her superior title wise. But because of her, the, the rapport that she already had with the people, 
I went to her. See, a lot of people wouldn't do that. They'd be like, I'm the boss or I'm the superior. No, no, no. I said, hey, listen, I think, and I, and I've told her on, I didn't tell her. I, I said, hey, listen, this is the kind of agenda that I want to go through. You know, I know you've known these people a bit longer. I'd like you to kind of go around and, and do it that way. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, and then take the temperature for me and let me know what you think, but do it quiet. Do it quiet. We're not going to, we're not going to pull it out as directives as of yet, but pull it out as suggestions, not directives. Although they will, most of them will be directives. 90% of them are set in stone, but there's a 10% that I'm going to teeter with. That's how I used to do it. Quiet. I'm the boss. I don't need everybody to know. I have my own political beliefs. I don't need everybody at the dinner table to know. I have my own religious beliefs and spiritual beliefs. I don't need everybody at the dinner table to know. I'm not introducing that to the, din to the dinner table. If someone asks me a direct question, I even may avoid it depend based on the fact I'm not looking to offend anyone ever. That's not my intention. I'm looking to solve problems. I'm not looking to win petty points. I'm looking to, so you may say, hey, June, so what's your belief system? I'll go, well, I believe in, you know, I believe in Turkey. I'll crack jokes. I'll deflect. I'll distract. I'll use sarcasm. I'll use anything to get around it. I'll get a quick, cheap laugh. And I'll be, how about those Cowboys? How about those Lakers? I'm not getting into that at a table where everybody's sitting there and there are some people at that table that are devout in their beliefs, that they're on fire for their beliefs, that wake up in the morning and their beliefs are what govern them. Why am I going to sit there and say anything to detract from that? Huh? So when someone asks me that, I have to oftentimes ask what their intention is, you know, so in my mind. But I'll go, ah, man, listen, I believe in turkey wings. You know, gift giving, gift receiving, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I come up with something very, you know, depending on the, the, the uh, people in the room. I don't have a boilerplate response. It depends on who's there, who's my audience. These are things that we have to be adept at before we enter into these rooms. Unfortunately, as you become an adult and when you're grown and you're in your 20s and you're in your 30s and you're in your 40s and beyond, Guess what? You don't have the luxury of just having a good time for a good time's sake when you're with family. There's a lot going on. There are different relationships in the room. There's baggage. There's a lot going on. It's not, you're not on vacation. You may be off from your job, but that's technically not a vacation. A vacation is when you're jet skiing. A vacation is when you're in the beach. A vacation is when you have a cocktail in your hand and you ordered a double and then you just told the bar you just told everyone at the bar, this rounds on me. That's a vacation. That's a vacation. But oftentimes, going to visit our in-laws and visit family, that's not an off night. You may be getting free food, but it ain't free. It comes at a cost. It's like going to a, a, a company dinner or a company party. Are you really partying at your company party the way you would party with your friends if you were on vacation? Is that your same level of revelry, question mark? I doubt it. There's never been a party. Well, one party, actually. Yeah, I, I, I could have lost my job. And, and the funny thing is, I partied so hard, and the things that I was saying could have got me fired at that particular party. I was wildin'. Shouldn't have did it. If I had to do that over again, would not have done it. But guess what? Your company party 
and your party party and your birthday party with just family members and friends, no employers, no work, no coworkers, no anybody, no HR, no one from HR, no hiring managers there, just you and your people. Someplace far, you had to take a flight and you tell everybody, no cameras, no phones, like string a bell in the wire, no phones. String it to D'Angelo, no phones, man, no phones, okay? That's a different kind of party than a company party. It's a different kind of dinner party when you're, when you're with your family, at your family's house, and you have the older relatives and the younger ones, and there's a whole lot of dynamics being played out in the room. Don't walk into that room in your mid to late 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, acting as if that's not real. That's real. Prepare yourself before you even get dressed for this thing. Find out who's on the invite. Find out who's going to be there. You're taking mental attendance. You know how they act. You know what they're about. Let's not be naive. You know, you know who may start something. You know when you go to these parties, you go to different parts of the room and check the temperature of each little sort of click that is formed in a little circle. This circle's eating. This circle's talking sports. This circle's the drinking circle. This circle's just, you know saying wild stuff to each other and, you know, just trying to provoke. And then you, you, this is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. And this is what I want everybody out there to understand that this is your family. These are the people that you're going to see every couple of months, every year, for the rest of your life, most likely. For the rest of your natural life, the, this is them. These are the people that are truly going to look out for you. Look in that room. So the people out there that have banned certain family members, lift the ban, tear down that wall. Okay. And for the people that are saying, you know what, June, I just, I just can't, I, I can't go, I can't go over my, I can't. I'm like, no, you're going. Uh, the friend of mine who hasn't been over his mother's house in 13 Decembers, I said, you're going over her house. You're going over her house. You're going. And he said, June, I can't go over there. I said, yeah, you can. You, you, you go over there anyway. Why can't you? She told me she didn't want me at her table. I'm like, yo, dude, go to the damn woman. She, she, go to her house, man. Stop playing. And he's going to go. He said, all right, I'm going to go. He said, but I'm, I got other plans that night just in case she kicks me out. I said, hey, you showed up. Bring her a gift. You want to know why? Because up until that point, up until 2008, you guys were okay, right? You know, it wasn't perfect, but that was mama. She fed you. She clothed you. She, 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 she protected you. She provided a roof over your head. You know what I mean? And she did a decent, more than an above average job raising them. Okay? So I told him, I said, listen, man, just go over there. And you tell her that. Be like, mama, you birthed me. You loved me and all of that stuff. What you said was kind of, I didn't like it. I still don't like it. I'll never forget it. But you know what? You're my mom. So love you. Here's it. Merry Christmas. Can I stay? No. Oh, here it is. Bye. Leave. You made any food? You got people over, you know. But and if she doesn't let you in, you leave the gift on the on the on her doorstep and you walk away. And you walk away. That's it. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. What else is there? But at the end of the day, people, this is our family. Because that woman who doesn't care or who thinks Barack is the devil or whatever the case may be. Barack is gone. Her son is still here. Barack's not in office. He's just living that A-list celebrity life now. Former president life. Just chilling. Making money. Making a million per speech. You know, he's, you know, he's not caring about anybody. Don Donald Trump's gone. Donald Trump's got, he's got cases. 
He's got cases to fight right now. That's all he's doing. Trying to see how much executive privilege he can enact or he can impose so he doesn't have to get called in. Yo, the man's living his life. He's got his Mar-a-Lago. He's chilling. He's got his wife, his kid. What are we talking about? Meanwhile, you're, there's a son there saying, "I want to see, uh, my mom doesn't want me over her house. Come on. Quiet. So do you want to handle it quietly? Hmm? Do you want to be strategic about it and say, okay, such and such is showing up. That could be a problem. Such and such, such and such, and such and such. It's almost like doing seating arrangements at a wedding. You know who to sit with who. Who to sit with who. You have that over there. Okay, this, that, and the third. You do the seating. It's the same thing at a party. It's the same thing at a family gathering. Who's going to be there? And then when you walk in the room, you go, hey. And then you check the temp. That's what I do. I look around and I survey everybody. I shake hands with every single last person in the room. This is such and such. Such and such came with this person. Oh, who are you? Oh, nice to meet you. Okay, all right, cool, cool. The initial introductions. Then I go around again and I find out, hey, so where do you live? Hey, so what kind of work do you do? So I'm, get, I'm gathering intel because I'm going to see where I'm going to go and, and move around to and um, see what, what's going to happen. I remember I went to another family gathering. I was dragged to this one. Uh, my fiance dragged me to one of her sister's uh, family gatherings and um, her sister invited one of her coworkers and this man was extremely obnoxious. First of all, the food is a below average that was there, respectfully, I'll say it. The food was below average. Um, the guest was below average. Said a lot of foot and mouth things culturally insensitive borderline racially whatever the case may be and i just looked at my fiance and i smiled because when we got in the car i said when i decide not to partake into the in these events now you understand why my free time is extremely important to me and my i sometimes i can't choose who i work with but i can choose who i drink with who i eat with who i party with and who i socialize with so at that particular moment, I was like, listen, if I go back there again, I'm going to have to address the several elephants that were in the room based on that man's dialogue. And she was like, I understand. I said, I'm letting you know ahead of time. Don't get in my way. <laughs> don't don't put your hand on my arm or on my shoulder. I got this. Let her know ahead of time. Like I said, premeditated and strategic. She was like, understood. So don't because I let him get away with it. I let him say some things. You know, your sister looked a little, you know, shamed or a little bit flustered or embarrassed. I let him say a couple things. Next time, you got you get a pass. You get a pass. It's like a cop gives you a warning, and he writes the warning in the notes. Like, hey, I saw you were speeding, but this time, I got you. I appreciate your explanation. All right, you can. You seem contrite. Here's warning. But that's it. Next time you get caught, you're not going to get a second warning. Ticket time. We already saw your warning. That's how I was treating my, I told my, I told my fiance at the time. And um, that's how I feel you guys should handle this, this whole holiday season. It's very, very important. I know people are sitting there going, June, you're doing a whole podcast about the holidays. Yeah. It ties into the overarching theme that I've been speaking about since episode one. We have been giving external factors more currency than the things that are going on internally with our family and our friends with us 
we've given our our foxes our msnbc's our cnn's our al jazeera's our our, our bloomberg news all of them have more sway the the groups and the forums that people have joined of people that you'll never meet you've given them more sway than the people that are in your homes than the people that you love that the people that look like you share your dna people that you're going to know for the rest of your days anybody know what george bush ii is doing right now hmm? anybody know no exactly but for eight years people were on fire about him running around fighting on forums talking crazy all types of rhetoric and he's gone and who's left your wife your husband your kids some of you have grandkids your 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 siblings your in-laws they're still here every four years or every eight years we elect a new clown to tell us what they're gonna do and then they betray and they disappoint and who do we have left it's our family it's our friends this person gets fired chris cuomo gets fired this one gets fired bill o'reilly is <laughs> was off the hook <laughs> you know respectfully <laughs> going out there you know deciding that every woman was his play toy okay all right tens of millions of dollars and settle he's gone now what family it's friends your loved ones it's the same people that remain same people from two three four five six seven eight years ago from 13 years ago from when barack obama was elected you st still you gained a couple more pounds maybe you have a gray hair or two from after that and maybe you know whatever and you know but here you are still still here barack's gone he's i rode off into the sunset George Bush is gone, rode off into the sunset. And here we are. Clinton's gone, rode off into the sunset. And here we are with our family and friends, screaming and arguing about nonsense. Because we barely know the issues, by the way, respectfully. It's all talking points that we're parroting from other people. We barely know the actual issues. When I, like I told you before, when I hear people trying to spell capitalism and socialism, I'm like, you can't spell it because you weren't taught it in school. So what you know about it, you, you, what you know about it, you don't, you didn't read David Ricardo, you didn't read um, um, uh, uh, the Communist Manifesto or Political Economy, you didn't read Adam Smith, you didn't read any of these things. You didn't read the Exerchins from the from the Vatican, you didn't, or from the Papacy, you didn't read St. Thomas Aquinas, you didn't read anything about economics. You just know that you're here, you were born here, and this is the greatest country on earth. That's what you were told, that's what it is. You were born into your religion, born into your economic situation, born into your political situation, born into this hemisphere, born into this contiguous landmass. This is what it is. Awesome. Right? But most of us are not economic, political, historical scholars. We can barely parrot what we learned. It's like that old saying, I think it was, what's his name, Roger Ailes, who used to be the head of Fox, when he said people don't want to be informed, they want to feel informed. There's a big difference. Because right now you feel informed every time you turn on your news. You, you feel informed. There's information coming. Is it redeemable information that's going to illuminate, elevate, re create revelations, intellectual inroads? Absolutely not. So you feel informed. It's data. There's ticker tapes going across the bottom of the screen. It's information. So you feel as if you're informed, but you're not. You're not really informed. You're not really doing deep dives. That's 28 second news clip. Was that enough to give you a full accounting of what you need to know about a particular event? 
It's a 30-minute news show, and they're giving you 35 different things to absorb. Really? You think you're informed? You're not. Meanwhile, this is why we have these discords at these dinner tables with family and friends over what the minions are, being, are telling us from their paymasters, what their paymasters told them to read off of a teleprompter. This is why we're mad at each other. This is why people can't come to our homes. This is why you, you're banning people from sitting at your dinner table. This is why certain people saying I'm not going over there for a decade. Really? Just saying. I mean, if I put it that way, does it sound absurd to you? Because if it does, that means I win. That means I've accomplished something today. Ah, it means I accomplished something today. One thing today. Didn't do much today, but that means I accomplished this. If listening to these people on your television screen that you don't even know if they're real or not, you've never shaken their hand, you've never broken bread with them, you don't know if that's CGI, I don't know if you actually exist. I don't know you. You're on a screen. I tap the screen, it goes boop, boop, boop. I don't know if you're actually real. I don't know if anything you're telling me is real because I wasn't there. You know, I didn't even believe oftentimes that Michael Jordan was real till I saw him in person in Jupiter, Florida, near where I used to live. I didn't believe he was real because I was like, he can't be real. I had an opportunity to see him in Madison Square Garden. And I had, I don't know how I how I didn't make that happen. But that's another story. And I was like, he's not real. After a while, I was like, I don't think that I don't think that anybody could do that. I just decided in my brain that, no, I've met Muhammad Ali. I've met Mike Tyson, so I know Mike Tyson's real. I was up close and personal. I met Muhammad Ali years ago when he was, you know, way old, you know, obviously because I'm not old enough to know Muhammad Ali when he was in his prime. But um, Michael, I was just like, it just after a while didn't seem real. I started, so I started telling myself that this dude is a figment of this television world, this thing, until I saw him live, until I saw him in person, and I was like, wow, that's Mike. <laughs> it's like yo that's mike okay so we don't even know if most of this stuff is real what we do know is real is those people that are in the room with us man that's what we know so i want you guys to utilize tools so maybe we have to be quiet we'll find a quiet way to have these quiet we can have all the fun all the ruckus all the fracas have the great loud good time get tipsy Dance with your family, hang out, stomp your feet, curse out loud, do all of that. But people get in their feelings when they start speaking about economics, politics, and religion. Unless you're having a, a, a family gathering specifically for those reasons, we're here to address certain things that are going on in the political sphere, the religious sphere, and this, that, and the third. And as a family, we want to you know, address these things that are going on in our community school boards and this, that, and the third. Christmas dinner is not that place. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day is not that time or place. Christmas Eve, ugly sweater party. December, uh, the, the Christmas Day, ugly sweater party. The eggnog party. The, the, the pajama party. The, the New Year's Eve champagne toast party. The soup and bread. If you're Haitian like me, you're going to have your soup January 1st. Uh, that's not the time. It's not the time. It's the time to cement and converge these relationships. It's to strengthen and foment these relationships because a new year is coming and it's an unpredictable new year.
and we don't know. So it doesn't matter who is guilty or not guilty at some trial that you were invested in one side or another side. People that you don't even know. You may quote unquote identify with them, but you don't know them. You know and can identify with the people that you look like that are your blood that are your friends that you grew up with, those people that, that have been with you. Forget about people you grew up with. People that have shown that they will be with you through thick and thin. What's up with those people? We're going to abandon those people for, 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 for fodder and forum talk? We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that, people. I, I, I'm imploring and encouraging everyone out there to find a quiet way to handle the things that's going on at these dinner tables this holiday season. Identify hot spots like that little conversation right there could turn into something. We want to keep it. I, I would actually tell someone. Matter of fact, if you're throwing a party, if you're throwing a Christmas party. I'm saying it's all, it's incumbent upon you to tell each and every person that's coming to the party. No politics, no religion. You keep it sports, you keep it fun, you keep it everything else. You can scream all day about LeBron and MJ. Scream all day over, uh, who, uh, is Tom Brady the GOAT? Scream all day about who has the best pizza, New York or Chicago? Scream all day about who has the best barbecue. Is it Texas? Is it St. Louis? Is it Kansas City? Is it this scream curse nah you crazy you don't know what you t- go all day pepsi or coke challenge don't care but you if you if you're throwing something if you're going to be the host or hostess of a gathering or get together you should say listen no religion no politics or ec- economics yes the gas price is high because anything can be a little powder keg tinder could be any little ember that can spark it off i went to the gas pump the other day the gas pump was $3 and 20 something cents a gallon. You mentioned that at a Christmas party, you can go, yeah, man, yo, man, you know, my, my car, you know, it's $3 and 20 cents. What the hell's going on? Someone can go, yep, this, this, these Democrats, like up, <laughs> there you go. Or someone go, yep, this is what Trump left us. Yep, thank you, Biden. And someone can go, thank you, Trump. Up, there you go. So you have to identify that. All these little things can turn into something. I can mention student loans like, oh, yeah, man, you know, you know, people, you know, stu- I, I won't mention it. I won't. This is this is the level with which you have to go into these situations with when it's family. If it's a work event, I could care less if there's a powder keg and it explodes. This is it would be a work event. I don't care. Hey, let everybody think whatever. But family. And my closest friends and associates, I don't want that to occur because these are the people that I'm going to know. Most likely, most of your coworkers, I'm sorry to say, once you are no longer a coworker, you are no longer going to know them. You will no longer be coexisting if you are no longer a coworker with these people. That's just how it oftentimes works. That's what it is. So at, at work events, only time I don't the reason why I don't put in my political two cents is because a, if, I, if I'm at a work event, well, I don't work for anybody anymore, but if I were at a work event, I would be strategically uh, dodging any sort of political or ideological quicksand altogether because anyone, anybody in this room could be the reason why I get promoted laterally, vertically, whatever the case may be, or fired. Okay? So that's why I don't bring that stuff up. But family... If you're hosting a party, 
Is anyone is call everybody. Call everybody today and say, listen, no politics, no religion. Don't even bring up how much you're spending at the gas pump. Don't bring up your rent. Don't bring up anything that has to do with anything. This has to be a hallmark movie. That's what you're doing at that dinner table this holiday season. Lifetime movie. We'll save all that rhetoric for January 2nd. But for the holiday season, let's keep it light. Let's try to find a way to cement relationships. Put your arm around those people that you hadn't seen for a while. That's my little two cents or gift to you guys out there. I think this is a timeless show. I think this show can be played year after year and turn into a classic like Nat King Cole singing, which we're going to start playing in a little while. Nat King Cole is my favorite Christmas caroler. So we're going to get Nat, Nat on there and get that whole thing popping tomorrow. <clears throat> but um, yeah, this is a classic because I guarantee you it's not going to end. There's going to be something else next holiday season, before the next next November, December, before next Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's of 2022 going into 2023. That's going to have us on fire. So I think that everyone can revert or, or, or revert back to this particular broadcast because I'm going to do another one tomorrow. I'm going to do another one. I'm going to keep speaking about this in, in little ways. I'm going to keep bringing things in. I'm trying to I'm trying to give I'm trying to g give practical little solutions to, to events, things that I've had to go through adeptly whispering in the ear of someone who I know is knows how to temper a particular person down. Like, you know what? He or she listens to you. Yo, can you tell them, yo, maybe not at this party, this ain't the right time because we try to keep everybody's spirits up, think about partying and everything. We don't want to bring politics and all of that into it, you know? And they'll probably most likely go, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. That other person, and then boom. So then you didn't have to get involved, but you got the person involved that you know is very comfortable in that space. You may not be as comfortable. So if you want to handle it quietly, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I've, I've been both, I've been all of those people. I've been the person who's been the quiet person going to the other person. I've been the person who's been like, who's been approached to go, hey, June, you think you can handle that? I'm like, all right, I'll handle it. And I've also been the person that said, you know what? I think I want to engage in this conversation now. I want, I want the record to skip and the lights to turn on and the fork to hit the plate and that awkward silence. Since it's happening to me, I want it to happen to someone else. And I've also been the person who's had the awkward moment that I had to sit there and seethe in and remember and go, oh, I should have said something. That, that, that you, you, you tighten up. So I'm telling you, it's okay. It's okay to be all those people. What is not okay is to know better and not to find ways to prevent and preempt these situations. Thank you guys for listening. That's all I got for this particular episode on this merry eve of Christmas Eve, December 23rd, 2021. Be sure if you are a Apple podcast, iTunes listener to definitely rate and subscribe to us and comment, review, leave a review, leave a review. It's the holiday season. You know what I'm asking for the people? Make sure that each and every last person that's listening to me on an Apple device and is listening to, to me on iTunes or Apple podcasts, leave a review, leave a, hey, you know, great show to listen to, whatever. I don't care. I'm not going to tell you what to say, but I'm just saying. I'm hearing that Spotify <clears throat> is also finally starting with a review system or something like that for podcasts. Not entirely sure. I was, I, someone sent me an email, I think, speaking about that. I didn't get a chance to read it. Um, and um, definitely. 
Thank you, guys. Uh, happy holidays. We'll speak soon. Alrighty. Bye-bye.